Hello and welcome to Cherry Beckert's Industrial Podcast. My name is Matt Brady and I'm Cherry Beckert's Industrial Industry Leader. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. You know, we have a combination of clients, friends of the firm, and non-clients, so potential future clients. So we appreciate you joining. You know, here at Cherry Beckert, our goal is to do more than just the core compliance of items like tax returns and audited financial statements, other uh, accounting advisory matters. Really, our goal is to, to also expand and, and provide proactive advice. So for us, that can include uh, items and segments within our advisory service line, like digital transformation, new market tax credits, transaction advisory, uh, buy side, sell side. It certainly covers a lot of things that I would include in today, which is strategic tax advisory. So items like SALT, international tax, uh, R&D credits, accounting method matters, cost segregations, and advice around legislation, uh, including today's overview on the CHIPS Act. And I will note today as an overview, we do have uh, three trailing podcasts that will go a little bit deeper into uh, each of the aspects of the CHIPS Act. So um, with that, uh, without further uh, delay, I will introduce my partner, Ron Wainwright, uh, Ron is a partner in our strategic tax advisory group and um, and has definitely taken a deep dive into the legislation past August 9th. And so with that, Ron, uh, happy to have you here today. Fantastic, Matt. Thank you. And appreciate our listeners listening in to this uh, first of four uh, podcasts. Um, my name is Ron Wainwright. I'm a strategic tax partner. Uh, I've been a partner at Cherry Beckert uh, 12 plus years. Uh, But prior to that, I was a a tax partner for 14 years with uh, one of the mega firms. And so look forward to uh, the discussion today in in regards to uh, the CHIPS and and, uh, Innovation Act of 2022. Yeah. And Ron, I know, you know, as as I noted, and and certainly as we've discussed, so we're going to we're going to try to take some bite sizes of this and some trailing podcasts. But, you know, let's today we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it high level and an overview. So you know, if, if you could give us a little bit more background or maybe some initial observations on, on the CHIPS Act. Yeah, great, Matt. Thank you. Um, so first of all, when we refer to uh, the CHIPS Act, uh, technically it is what is referred to as the creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors, a la CHIPS uh, Act, and its technical term is the CHIPS and Science Act of, of 2022. Uh, It was passed by the Senate on July 27th on a 64 to 33 uh, approval. And so you can see immediately that it is uh, bipartisan. Uh, The House picked it up on July 28th and passed it uh, 243 to 187 uh, with 24 Republicans voting yes. So, again, a, a bipartisan piece of legislation. And then President Biden Uh, signed uh, the CHIPS and Science Act of 2022 on uh, August 9th. At a a very high level, um, the CHIPS Act uh, is to be considered as part of a broader U.S. competitive legislation, uh, specifically with respect to the semiconductor industry. Um, And uh, we'll talk in more detail as to what uh, is in the CHIPS Act uh, during this podcast. No, that's great. Yeah, Ron, and, and certainly um, always, I think we can all agree when we have bi- bipartisan legislation, that's that's positive uh, for the economy, positive for the country. So, and, and for any of us who have uh, 
uh, well, all of us who've lived through the recent supply chain uh, concerns and issues that have arisen um, post-COVID, you know, semiconductors and and all that come with that, certainly we understand how that impacts the industry. So, so why is this bill so important? In particular, maybe the semiconductor uh, aspects to our industrial clients. Uh, so great question, uh, Matt. Um, so let me make uh, an observation and, and then an action item for our, our listeners. Um, so uh, the CHIPS legislation seeks to promote increased U.S. domestic manufacturing of semiconductors to ultimately address the supply chain issues and actually national security concerns. Um, an action item for our listeners is the semiconductor conductor industry and and businesses that rely uh, on industrial industry products will want to analyze the new federal funding and the tax incentives uh, which occurred through the CHIPS and and Science Act of 2022 to ultimately promote uh, increased domestic semiconductor manufacturing. Um, and I would say that all industrial clients or stakeholders should should really pay attention uh, to this legislation um, because there is a lot in there when we think about, uh, first of all, the, the semiconductor subsidies as well as grants and loan guarantees uh, that ultimately will support the increased uh, production, i.e. manufacturing, uh, significant uh, job creation and investments in the United States. And so to your question, why are semiconductors important? Um, Semiconductors uh, such as the electrical circuit wafers that you see when you open up your computer, though they are often very small, um, are at the heart of much of modern technology, including smartphones and TVs and digital cameras and and LED bulbs and uh, and our ATMs and medical equipment and and cars. So you get the picture. Um, We use them every day without thinking about it. Um, the, The issue the CHIPS and Science Act addresses is considering how uh, ubiquitous semiconductors are in both industry and our everyday lives of the regular people in the United States. We in the United States produce a relatively small percentage of them. Um, As many as a quarter of all semiconductors produced globally are made in China. Uh, About 90% of the most advanced semiconductors are produced by one Taiwanese company, um, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. And overall, about 75% of all semiconductors are produced in East Asia. Uh, Other countries with growing production include Germany and the Netherlands. And so by contrast, um, only about 12% modern semiconductor manufacturing is actually happening in the U.S. And candidly, that number has dropped significantly from 37 percent during the 1990s. As we all can imagine, um, this economic and political implication is a threat to the United States. And and therefore, uh, the CHIPS and Science Act of of 2022. Um, As also Uh, Many of us know the world's largest chip manufacturers, including Intel and NVIDIA, are are actually U.S. companies. 
that are primarily manufacturing in Asia, Europe, and, and other parts of the world. And so, you know, from a background perspective, with the passage of the Chips and Science Act of 2022, um, there are significant uh, grants and, and subsidies uh, and a new credit, which we'll talk about uh, around the uh, the manufacturing, advanced manufacturing credit to the semiconductor equipment to, to really uh, ensure that we shift back to the United States, the manufacturing uh, of semiconductors on a global basis, uh, uh, specifically prior to 2026. So, um, Pretty exciting legislation when you think about it, um, but that gives some background in, in regards to why it's important um, in regards to the Chips and Science Act of 2022. Yeah, Ron, that, that certainly speaks to the intent of the of the legislation, and, and that is the uh, reshoring or onshoring. Um, a couple of different ways we could think about that, but uh, but really uh, self self reliance on other countries. We can obviously improve so. Uh, that's fantastic, and and I think that maybe leads us to. Uh, I don't want to give you a two-part question, but I think it might lead to two different aspects that we could we could now delve into. And one is the, okay, now we understand the intent. So what's the tax policy that's going to support that intent? Uh, and then secondarily, what's the funding, or at least the high-level uh, overview of that funding that's contained within the bill that's going to incentivize companies to support in this effort? Sure. Uh, so, you know, let's let's kind of go back to the intent piece, which is ultimately the tax policy uh, side of it. And so when you think about scientific research and, and development or R&D uh, above and beyond the research and development credit that's uh, in the United States, it ultimately is critical to economic development and public health and national defense. Um with as much as 85% of U.S. productivity growth really in the first half of the 20th century resulting from technological advances. And, and these advances came through, you know, partnerships and technology handoffs really between the federal government and the private sector and have contributed uh, much to the United States success. Uh, for instance, as an example, a federally funded curiosity-driven research created the knowledge underlying the GPS or the global positioning system. Uh, further, uh, atomic clocks and cancer drugs and web browsers and barcodes and speech recognition technology and, and 3D printing. So obviously, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, kind of competition on a, on a global basis, increased global technology competition has surfaced um, as economic and, and national security concerns, with other nations um, competing with the United States, announcing plans to really assume that, that global leadership in, in key economics and, and national security technologies, specifically such as artificial intelligence and, and some of the microelectronics that we're seeing. So to my point earlier, you know, the U.S. federal R&D spending as a percentage of DDP is now as its lowest point in over 60 years. Um, and total U.S. R&D spending as a percentage of DDP has fallen from fourth place in the 90s to the ninth place on a global basis um, behind advanced economies such as China and South Korea and, and Japan and Germany. So, um, again, the, you know, the, the CHIPS uh, and Science Act of 2022 
is intended to reverse these trends. And the act, as we'll refer to it, authorizes in dollar terms, you know, the largest five-year investment in public research and development in, in the nation's history. Um, this investment would grow what's often referred to as the curiosity-driven and translation research uh, to really drive the United States back to hopefully a position of number one uh, in the world. Um, so ultimately, the act will invest $39 billion over five years to expand domestic semiconductor manufacturing. It will provide companies incentives to build, expand, and, and modernize U.S. facilities and equipment. I mentioned that the act also creates a new 25% credit, uh, tax credit for companies that invest in semiconductor manufacturing equipment or the construction of, of manufacturing facilities. Um, further, Private companies will receive financial assistance um, that will ultimately be restricted from expanding certain chip manufacturing into China for 10 years. And so this act has also been referred to as the America Competes Act against China. There's also another one and a half billion dollars. Uh, that will fund what's referred to as the Public Wireless Supply Chain Innovation Fund. And this will help uh, communication companies compete with Chinese telecom uh, giants such as Huawei and limit the scope of other telecommunication companies within close ties uh, to China. So there's also millions of dollars uh, of workforce development to make sure workers are available to support more advanced manufacturing in the United States. Now, it is interesting, and, and we'll do a deeper dive in this in another podcast, but the majority of the funding will funnel through two government agencies, the National Science Foundation and the Department of Energy's Office of Science. Um, and further, there are some investments that will ultimately create a National Science Foundation Directorate for Technology and Innovation and Partnerships to accelerate American developments and technologies, as I mentioned, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, advanced manufacturing, 6G communications, and then ultimately energy and, and, and material science. And there also is going to be federal funding uh, that will create a new regional uh, technology hubs across the United States, which ultimately will strengthen small manufacturers as well as reduce long-term supply chain vulnerabilities in areas such as advanced manufacturing and next-generation communications and computer hardware and pharmaceuticals. So you can see through that background, there is a, a significant investment over the next five years, really through 2026. Um, to really accelerate our ability to manufacture uh, through these grants and subsidies and credits, uh, semiconductors uh, in the United States. So, Ron, I know, I know we're uh, you mentioned it briefly, and I know we're going to cover it in a trailing podcast. But can you maybe speak specifically to the the new advanced manufacturing credit? I know many of our listeners are are well, we'd hope are taking advantage of credits such as the R and D credit and other uh, tax credits that have have been in the in legislation longer. But uh, maybe give a sneak preview on what that new advanced manufacturing credit uh, contained in this bill is. 
Yeah, absolutely, Matt. So beyond the uh, the grants and uh, the funding uh, within the industrial sector, um, there is a new advanced manufacturing investment tax credit. And so the CHIPS Act would create uh, this new but but temporary 25% advanced manufacturing investment credit for investments in semiconductor manufacturing property. Um, the credit would include and does include incentives for the manufacturing of semiconductors and specialized tooling equipment, which is required in the semiconductor manufacturing process. Um, ultimately, uh, those uh, eligible industrial companies also can elect to treat the credit as a payment against tax or what's referred to as a, a direct pay, uh, as well as the credit provisions include various kind of special rules as they're referred to. And so the credit will apply for property that's placed in service after December 31st, 2022, um, for which construction begins prior to January 1 of 2027. And so you can see this, this new Temporary, though, advanced manufacturing investment tax credit is a substantial uh, benefit to those industrial clients and those potential industrial clients that will ultimately uh, begin to manufacture not only semiconductors, but the specialized tooling equipment, which is required. So, again, to an earlier comment, a significant shift away from the, you know, quote, 75 plus percent of uh, you know manufacturing that's occurring uh, offshore, but really to shift it back in uh, to the United States. Um, one aspect I did not mention, but I would like to, is that when you think about the uh, the chips bill, it's a total of 52.7 billion for chip manufacturing and research. However, uh, within the act. The CHIPS Act also authorizes roughly $200 billion in new funding to promote U.S. research programs and research and development and workforce development. Now, it is authorized and it will require future action by Congress, and we'll talk further about that in a subsequent podcast, um, but we can say succinctly that as part of the current appropriations bill, uh, that the House and Senate are currently considering for the government's 2023 physical year, which begins October 1st of 2022, there is much discussion about not only the $52.7 billion that's already been appropriated that will be deployed, but further a portion, a large portion of that $200 billion that is authorized currently. So, uh, you know, a lot of really exciting news out there for our industrial taxpayers and clients. Yeah. And, and Ron, I think what you've covered today from an overview perspective uh, probably only whets the appetite of our listeners and to the extent they want to hear more about. And I'll go in reverse order here, the advanced manufacturing credit, certainly the funding aspects of the bill. Um, and then, you know, the American manufacturing credit and the production credit. So, that there's a lot of incentives to support, which is important here uh, in this uh, this move and shift to um, you know move that semiconductor production back to the U.S. and incentivize that, and and I think that's important to many of our listeners. And 
And we recognize, you know, the, the bill was only passed uh, 13 days ago, so still very new. And, and that's why we wanted to, to attempt to be, uh, if not the first, uh, at least near the forefront of those sharing information on this bill. And, and like we shared, we'll, we'll take a deeper dive into a few aspects of it. So, um, Ron, really appreciate the overview today uh, for our listeners. We hope uh, this was extremely helpful. And, and know that uh, there will be three more and, and we'll take deeper dives into this and, and hopefully uh, have the opportunity to, um, to share more, um, not just generally, but specifically uh, with you and, and your business. So thank you again, Ron. Really appreciate you uh, being on today. No, thank you, Matt. And we'll look forward to the, uh, the three additional podcasts where we'll take uh, deeper dives into the advanced manufacturing credit. Uh, we'll also take a deeper dive into the funding, um, the specific funding that's contained within the, the CHIPS Act and how uh, industrial taxpayers uh, can take advantage uh, of that funding of grants and loans and other programs. And then ultimately, um, there we'll take a deeper dive into the advanced manufacturing credit coupled with the uh, manufacturing production credit, uh, which was passed uh, by or is in the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Uh, so a lot of good news uh, for our industrial uh, clients and, and taxpayers, and we'll look forward to those subsequent podcasts. Yeah, well, well, Ron, thank you uh, to all our listeners. Thank you for your time, and I uh, hope hope you listen into our next podcast. Mm-hmm.